This episode of Geeks Crossing is brought to you by today's sponsor, Anchor. Ever wanted to start a podcast but can't find the right platform to work with? Don't worry, Anchor has you covered. Anchor is a free audio app that allows you to record a podcast on any device no matter where you are. Anchor includes an editing feature that allows you to customize your podcast, whether it be on your computer or mobile device, so you can easily omit any errors or unnecessary parts. Anchor also allows you to distribute your podcast to other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Google Podcasts, which is amazing. Did I mention the part about making money? No? Well, you could be earning money every time someone listens to your podcast with no minimum listenership. If that's not the easiest way to make a podcast, I don't know what is. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome back to another Geeks Crossing podcast. My name is Matt and I will be your host for the day. So, you are probably familiar with Total Drama content on this podcast if you've stuck around since we first started. Eric and I actually recorded an episode about the whole franchise, all of its seasons, all of its contestants, all of its wonderful history back in, I want to say, late July, early August. Um, that was a really fun episode to do, a really fun conversation. Shout out to Eric. And I listened to that episode a few weeks ago. And I don't think it was because of that, but for some reason, quite randomly, I just decided to start binge rewatching uh, the Redonkulous Race, the final sort of season of Total Drama. And the reason I say that is because technically we have Total Drama Rama going on right now, and technically it's not even really Total Drama because Chris isn't the host. It's not fighting for a million dollar prize on an island or in a competition show where there's teams and alliances and merges and whatever. Um, this is different, but again, it's the sort of last total drama competition show, if you want to think of it like that. Um, and it's on Netflix, so I don't know what was going through my mind. I sat down one night and I was like, yeah, I'm going to rewatch this. So I watched a few episodes, and then a few days after that, I finished it. <laughs> I, fin- I I literally sat down and watched it. I guess it was just a really calm, nice, relaxing night, and I just watched the rest of it. Yeah, that's that's kind of been my last few weeks is getting to rewatch this show which by the way it's a terrific show there's little bits and pieces of things that you don't notice or that i didn't notice and and now i have for example there's a lot of fart jokes in the redonkulous race which i know this is kind of the last good season we think of of total drama because generally by myself and i believe eric included but especially myself included because i guess i can't speak for eric all stars sucked right we all agree that it's like a new writing staff i think post all stars so all-Stars kind of sucked, and then Pocket to Island was, like, okay. So, I, I, like, really mediocre, honestly. Like, I thought it kind of sucked, too. And then the Redonkulous Race comes out, and from what I remembered, it was just this terrific thing. Like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It saved the, the franchise. It's amazing. But rewatching it, it has its quirks, too, you know? I, I You can tell that those new writers who picked up the Total Drama franchise with the disaster show that was All-Stars... Um, are still writing you know and it's a lot better it's really good but it's no world tour right but then again it tries to be such a different thing you have new ideas of challenges a new concept new characters mostly and that's really cool i like that they took the risk with that and it's a great show but while i was watching it i could not help but realize how i thought about the characters because as a writer i love thinking about characters like that's my favorite thing to do is before i even have a story i'll be like all right who's going to be involved in this who are the players who are the pawns in the game so that's what i was watching when i was when i was uh well actually i was just watching the show but that's what i also saw is who the characters were how they interacted with each other all that fun stuff and it's tough i got to say 
I gotta say, I'm surprised by how I felt about the characters. Last time I watched it, there were teams that I hated and was like, why can't these guys, why are these still in the game? Whatever, they, they're awful, they suck. Watching again, I liked most of the characters. I think most of them were pretty funny in some way. Because obviously this is a comedy, right? It's, they're supposed to be silly or funny or likable. And I think for the most part, every group got that done. Every group had their their day in the sun. They had their bits, their funny uh, scenes, whatever. But obviously, we can't settle for that because this is a competition. So there needs to be a winner. So that is what we're going to do today. If you recall from October, my bug ranking video or episode. I always say videos. Technically, you're not watching anything. You're just listening. Audio. My bug ranking episode, right? I walked through some bugs because I hate them. And I said, which are the best, which are the worst? This is going to be different. It, but it is the same idea. We're going to be looking at a ranking. We're going to be making a tier list together. So this is sort of a follow-up, a piggyback off of the last Total Drama episode where we kind of breached the idea of Redonculus Race. If you've listened to that recently, you kind of maybe already know who my favorites are. <laughs> but let's look at these teams with a fresh new perspective because I just rewatched the whole series, season, <laughs> I guess. And let's see. Let's see how, how my opinions change. Let's see who's the best. Let's see who's the worst. And I guess in a perfect world, if you want to think about this tier list as an elimination order in the ideal Redonculus race, right? So the worst characters would get eliminated first and the best would fight it out to the end, right? So that's sort of a fun thing you can think of too as we go through this. All right, so so let me see here. Let me open up this tier list. I'm actually using Tier Maker now as opposed to the bug tier list where I wrote it out because I wanted to kind of get my own... Uh, creative input on what bugs i wanted to include granted i could have just made a tier maker tier list myself but i didn't go that route it was easier to just write it out you know tier maker makes it easy for me to make this one so shout out to tier maker um let's see we got the s tier so that's like amazing characters like the best of the best a tier which is great solid characters b is great good characters good c okay d not so great so i'm actually even gonna write that out S is the best. A are the great teams. B is good. They're good teams. C is okay. D is sucky. Sucky teams. They're the worst, all right? So, how should we do this? Why don't we go through the actual Redonculus Race Elimination Order? Let me see if I remember it, actually. I'll quiz myself here. Um, First people eliminated are the LARPers. I used to think that they were awful. I used to think they were D tier. But I'm going to put them up to C tier. And here's why. I think they had a few good episodes left in them, you know? Their shtick went a little far, like, where they actually thought they were magic. I thought that was a little stupid, you know? If they actually played off, like, real LARPers, like, oh, you know, we're, we're out here adventuring. Maybe they hinted at that a little bit, but I thought that that could have been handled a little better. I think it would have been funny. It was a unique character concept, right, to have two LARPers out on the show. Uh, but they weren't that great. You know, shout out to Leonard, but... <laughs> he's kind of the loser of the total drama franchise or one of the few uh one of the several losers so okay c tier for the larpers who got eliminated after them the tennis rivals okay i love them they are really funny i i think that the show sold them short <sighs> b or a tier though i'm not sure that they could have carried a I, i'm not sure if they could have carried their shtick the whole show i think it could have gotten a little old they were hilarious, though. Right now, I'm going to put them in high B tier. But don't be surprised if I end up moving them to low A tier as we continue to talk. 
So let me see here. Who is next on this? Uh, the Brainiacs, I think, or the Scientists or whatever they're called. You know, they're probably my least favorite group. I want to put them to D tier. They're honestly not the worst. I didn't hate them, but I think that they got a, you know, I, I don't know. It might have been funny to see them react with, uh, interact with other teams. That always, as the show went on, as teams started interacting with one another, that's when it really got good. Because, you know, this isn't very team-based. It's just one of the two, the groups of two independently. They talk to each other and really they don't talk to many other people. So when they would kind of breach out of that comfort zone, it's it's pretty funny, you know? Uh, so maybe the scientists or the brainiacs could have done that, but they're honestly not that fun. I mean, they, they whatever, they're there. I'll put them in D tier um, because they're, they're kind of mediocre. Like all, their whole shtick was that they said big words. Like that was kind of it. We got eliminated after them. Is that the, the vegans? Uh, they were funnier than I remember. They used to be, like, my least favorite team. I used to hate them even more than the Brainiacs, but they were pretty funny. I'll put them in C tier. I think Leonard and Tammy might. I'm trying to decide who I like more, the LARPers or the Vegans. Um, yeah, the Vegans kind of had, I guess I'll say the Vegans were better then, because, I'm sorry, the LARPers are kind of pathetic at the end of the day. All right, who gets eliminated after that? Let me, let me see if I remember here. Oh, the fashion bloggers. Oh, they were funny. I like them. They're yeah, they're B tier. They're they're they were pretty funny. They could have made it a little further, I think. Yeah, I I really enjoyed them. They kind of played off each other really well. Uh, sort of a unique idea. Again, these are very unique teams. Like the tennis rivals, the fashion bloggers. We're gonna get to some more really unique ones, but yeah, B tier. They were a good, a solid, funny, enjoyable team. Uh, who's next? We're gonna go with the mom and daughter because I think they're next. Yeah, they're pretty funny, too. I don't think they're as funny as uh, the fashion bloggers or the tennis rivals. Absolutely not. Uh, but they're enjoyable. You know, I kind of like their shtick. You get the spoiled brat daughter and, like, the mom who's desperately trying to, like, appease her. And they're just, they come from this world of privilege, but they're still, like, so they struggle on the show in the real world. They're funny. They, you know, that's a, that's a beat tier. Other than the tennis rivals, this is more or less how the order went in the show. We got the bottom three teams right now for me are three of the four bottom teams in the actual show. The order's a little bit more wonky for me. I have the Brainiacs in dead last, but <laughs> whatever. Who gets eliminated next? I think that's the Adversity Twins. Yeah, I loved them. I didn't remember how funny they were. They had some great one-liners. I'm going to actually put them in A tier. They're alone right now in A tier. They might be joined by the Tennis Rivals later. They're similar to the Tennis Rivals. Actually, I'm going to put the Tennis Rivals in A now, and here's why. They are both very funny. Both teams, Tennis Rivals and Adversity Twins, hilarious. I especially, man, the, the Adversity Twins, they get me every time. Like, they'll have some stupid one-liner about how they're going to die or, or <laughs> they're in life-threatening danger. The only reason why I hesitate, and maybe they're both lower A-tiers, is because I feel like if they both made it to the finale, if both teams made it to the finale, their stick could have gotten old. But that could have been fixed. Maybe they interact. They form an alliance with other teams. Maybe they form an alliance with each other. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I think that they're pretty funny, the Adversity Twins. Who gets eliminated after that? Uh, looking here, I think next to go, I think the Step Brothers and the, and the Rockers. But I believe the Step Brothers get eliminated first. No, Rocker. Whatever. Let's just do one at a time. Rockers. Rockers are funny. I love them. They're probably going to be upper B. Ugh. <sighs> Or should they be lower A? Oh, man, I'm stumped, guys. I don't know. They are very funny. And honestly, let me just get the Step Brothers out of the way, too, because they are also very funny. 
I don't even know where to put them. They're both very... I'm going to actually put them both in A. Who's ahead of who, though? Are the Adversity Twins funnier than both of those groups? I'm going to actually say no. No, I'm going to put the Rockers ahead of them, but behind the Tennis Rivals. And the Step Brothers as well. No, uh, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know, guys. Okay, I'm going to put... This is my order of A tier right now. Tennis Rivals are the best in A tier. Then the Rockers, the Adversity Twins, the Step Brothers. They're all great very funny the rockers are hilarious i love their struggle with where spud doesn't want to do any work he's like lazy and <laughs> kind of slow and rock has to carry the team stepbrothers are just a barrel of laughs the team that literally <laughs> hates each other <laughs> and yet they always like end up winning like I, there's the one scene where one of them does perfect ballet and wins the challenge <laughs> oh so funny oh my gosh this is rough i don't know um so who gets eliminated after that oh Oh my, I know who's next. Father and Son, which are, of course, S tier. If you recall our Total Drama episode, I said that they were my favorites. That has not changed after rewatching. I love them. They play off of each other so well. You got the father who's just literally there. I think he says it a few times like, yeah, the money's nice, but I just want to bond with my son. And then the son's like, dad, you're so lame. They get into some really crazy, funny shenanigans throughout the show. Um, absolute S tier for me. Barely even a question, to be honest with you. Okay, so that leads us to Owen and Noah. I'm also going to put an S tier. Their dynamic was amazing. Of course. I remember watching World Tour, like, saying to myself, oh, these guys play off each other so well. Like, I love how they're friends. And then when they announced the teams through Redonkulous Race, I remember even, like, running into my brother's room, like, look! Owen and Noah! Oh my gosh! Uh, and they did not disappoint, man. They are absolutely hilarious here they're sort of i mean leonard's here jeff is here but they're like the bridge to the old show you know they've kind of hinted that they've been on a bunch of reality shows since then they never win so i don't know this might have been fun to see them win yeah they they are hilarious and what oh my gosh the the plot with them and the sisters so good poor owen though he ends up having to like carry the team because noah gets starstruck but still they're just great they're amazing all right, who's next to go? Uh, looking here, I think after them, it's the Goths. I had the Goths in C tier for a while, and I think I'm going to put them in upper C tier. You know, they were in lower C tier, then I rewatched, and uh, I used to hate them. They used to be D, then they moved to upper C or lower C because they're sort of like funny. You know, they have their moments, but I, I just constantly feel like more interesting teams constantly get eliminated ahead of them and you know they got their little pet rabbit at one point because they want to make them a little more interesting but the, you know honestly they could have gone home in transylvania and nobody really would have batted an eye <laughs> well I, I say that for my spell myself uh, a lot of people do like them quite a bit but you know they they shelved people like the rockers and the fashion bloggers and the adversity twins the stepbrothers the tennis rivals even Father and Son and the reality TV pros get eliminated before the Goths. And I find that just sort of indefensible. The Goths are not that interesting. They're cool. They, they're funny. They have their funny moments. One of my favorite scenes is when when uh, the male Goth on Wii, yeah, he's holding a hoop above the water and the narwhal jumps into it. And then he just the confessional like, all right, that was complete luck. <laughs> like I literally cracked up. But yeah, upper C maybe lower B depending on how the rest of this list shakes out, but we are going to have to see. After the Goths go home, 
Jeff and Brody go home. The Surfer Dudes. Gosh, I really love them. Oh, man. They're going to be A, and they're going to actually be probably right now in first place in A. They are hilarious. They're the most wholesome team. <laughs> you know, they're just they're just in it for, you know, the dude time, bro. Like, they just love bonding <laughs> with each other and having a good time. And they're so nice and friendly. They, I think, have probably some of the more interesting interactions with the other teams. Like, I remember even the first episode um, when they're running up the stairs and they see the University Twins, like, struggling. They're like, oh, come on, dude, you guys can do it. <laughs> they're so wholesome. They literally give up their place in the game, sort of. Uh, spoiler alert. They're so selfless and so lovable. And honestly, talk about a redemption arc for Jeff. Major character in season one of Total Drama Island. Minor in season two. Pretty much barely in season three at all. Never appears again. And now all of a sudden is back and freaking makes it to the finale. Like, oh man, redemption arc. And he's great. They could have easily put him with Bridget. And I'm kind of glad they didn't. That would have been interesting, but... The two bros, <laughs> like, dude, bro, that's just, uh, they, they do such a good job uh, with that in this. So, okay, upper A tier for them. After they get eliminated, it is Ryan and Stephanie. I, again, that's like the gods for me. I used to hate them. Right now, I'm actually going to put them in lower B. Yeah, ahead of the gods. At least they do things. They have a roller coaster of a plot where they love each other, hate each other, love each other, hate each other, love each other again, and then they get eliminated. <laughs> The Daters slash the Haters, I guess, is their official team name. It gets a lot more fun towards the end, where Ryan is sort of, like, so sick of Stephanie that he starts, like, hanging out with Carrie. <laughs> Once they start breach branching out, because when it's just the two of them bickering all challenge long, not talking to anyone else, it's a little boring. But I think once towards the end of their, their uh, run, they get a little more interesting uh, and a little more fun to watch. So that's going to be a uh, lower B tier. After them is the best friends, who I'm also going to put in B tier. I'm going to put them slightly ahead of Ryan and Stephanie, but yeah, and ahead of mother and daughter as well. But I think the fashion bloggers are still more interesting than them. Here's the thing, all right? They wasted a lot of time with the best friends. They sort of the whole shtick is that the girl's in love with the boy, but they're just friends. You know, he's friend zoning her. He has a girlfriend back home. Then the whole show goes on. They pretty much like barely talk for a lot of episodes, but that happens a lot in this show one of the faults um is it's only 22 minutes long so not every team gets to talk especially towards the beginning whatever so they kind of have to weed out the weak one. anyway so they waste a lot of time then all of a sudden he finds out this is all very spoilery by the way <laughs> but i'm assuming if you're watching this video you've seen the ridiculous race anyway Devin finds out that his girlfriend cheated on him broke up with him he gets really depressed for like a, a, an arc of depression that literally lasts like three or four episodes and then finally he gets over it. And then he likes Carrie. He's like, oh, I'm over it. Now I kind of like Carrie. Have I liked her this whole time? And Carrie's over Devin. And now that happens for another three, four episodes. It's a lot that could be done in a shorter period of time. So maybe they didn't have to make it all the way to the final four or five. That might not have been necessary. <laughs> but whatever. Um, that being said, they're still enjoyable. They're not horrible. I just am not a huge fan. Okay, that brings us to... Their top three, or the final three. The sisters are next. I'm going to put them in A tier. Upper A tier. Right in between the Surfer Dudes and the Tennis Rivals. Dang, I didn't realize how high I had the Tennis Rivals. The sisters are fun. They're pretty straightforward characters. You know, one loves to have fun. One's by the books. Actually, by the books maybe sums up a future character to talk about. Actually, next. Sorry. Anyway, long story short. Sisters 
they're fun. They play off each other, but more importantly, they play off of Owen and Noah really well. If that all happens, the sisters become way more interesting. They become a little bit further away from the one just wants to have fun and one has to do things seriously. And then they kind of mix it up. And now the one who wants to be serious, which is Emma, now she can't stop thinking about oh, uh, Owen and Noah. She's all, her head's in the clouds. And her sister, who usually has fun, has to be like, okay, we got to get back in the game. Very interesting arc. Very fun. So upper A for them. They're great. Uh, they play off each other well, play off the other contestants well. Which brings us to Jacques and Jose. I'm going to put them in S tier. They are the best villains of Total Drama since Alejandro. Hands down. They are so lovable. And even Alejandro sometimes annoyed me. Because when I watched World Tour, I always felt like he was just this bulletproof guy. Where, oh, he was perfect. Everything he said was perfect. Everything he did was perfect. So no one ever suspected him of anything until the last, like, three episodes. <laughs> Which I kind of thought was stupid. Honestly, maybe Jacques and Jose are even better than Alejandro. Because they're so wicked and evil out of the gate. Everyone's creeped out by them. No one really likes them. But because there's no voting... They just keep winning and winning and winning. And even the host is like, guys, I hate you. I really wish you were eliminated to their face. And they don't care. They're just so obsessed with winning. Uh, the ice dancers are terrific. Even when they pull off each other, when Jose like yells at Jacques and beats up Jacques, they are hilarious. They're some of the best villains ever in Total Drama history. Maybe even since Heather, honestly, in the first season, I would go that far. Actually, they, maybe they even beat Heather because Heather's big weakness in Total Drama Island was that People could have voted for her and never did. <laughs> you know, I went over that in my conversation with Eric. But Jacques and Jose kind of can't get voted off. So they're, they're scot-free. Every time they lose too, because remember, Alejandro's always bulletproof. But they would always lose too and come in third or fourth or fifth and they would freak out. <laughs> oh, very funny. Honestly, I think I would put them ahead of Owen and Noah. And that's controversial in and of itself. But they're going to be my second pick. My second place picked. And then we get the police cadets. Oh, I guess I should have uh, rated the surfer dudes with the police cadets because they win. But they also get eliminated. So, whatever. Snooze, you lose. Uh, I'm moving the police cadets as well to S tier. They are hilarious. They're sort of like the sisters if they were a little bit funnier. You know, because you have the one who's all loosey-goosey and wants to just take it all in and do things by your own rules. And you have the really by-the-books one, right? Like I said earlier. Except it's a little funnier. They take up a little more time. They develop a little bit more. And I guess they, they deserve the win. You know, they, they deserve that dub. So I'm going to put them in S tier. They're actually going to be ahead of Jeff and Brody because Jeff and Brody are A tier. Okay? Uh, so this is sort of my ranking, all right? Ranking slash elimination order, <laughs> you could say, all right? So we got bottom of the barrel, first eliminated, <laughs> the Brainiacs because I'm sorry, they're kind of just a waste. Then C tier, going from worst to best, we have the LARPers, the Vegans, and the Goths, which I believe, if you look at the actual elimination order, that would mean that the Goths are fourth eliminated, which means they would have been eliminated in... Oh, no, not in Transylvania. No, they would have been eliminated earlier than that because fashion bloggers are the fifth eliminated. Never mind. All right, whatever. Rewrite it so that they get eliminated in Transylvania. Anyway, D tier, from worst to best. Uh, the Daters, the mother and daughter, the best friends, and the fashion bloggers. All right. Then we move up to A tier. From worst to best, it's the Step Brothers, the Adversity Twins, the Rockers, the Tennis Rivals, the Sisters, and the Surfers. And then finally, S tier. From worst to best, we have the Police Cadets, the Reality TV Pros, the 
Ice Dancers, and the father and son, the best team. Now, that would, I guess, mean that depending on your country, the Ice Dancers or father and son would win. So maybe we should mix that up a little bit and have the reality pros up against the uh, father and son or something. Because I loved the ending where the Ice Dancers got third place. That was so cathartic, and it was going on with their bronze medal theme. Oh my gosh, so funny. Uh, So looking at this, what I can reflect upon is that most of the teams in my top are actually the ones who make it further. So maybe I just like them because they got more development. I don't know. But that's not necessarily true because in the bottom tier we have the daters and the goths who and the uh, the best friends who arguably got too much development, in my opinion. As opposed to some of the lesser underrated characters like the reality TV pros and the adversity twins. Although the adversity twins actually did a lot as the series progressed. Uh, they just... You know, they were just very funny. So yeah, that is my ranking. I'm curious to hear how you guys feel about the Redonkulous Race cast. I would love a Redonkulous Race Season 2. That would be awesome. A way to kind of get back into the swing of things with Total Drama. But I think Total Drama is probably dead. Anyway, who's your favorite team? Who's your least favorite team? Do you agree with my ranking? Please let me know in the Discord. Follow us on Instagram at Geeks Crossing and make sure you continue listening to us wherever you're listening to us right now, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you know, anywhere that you get your podcasting needs, okay? I am Matt, signing off. This has been The Redonkulous Race.